Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, everyone. It's Bob Shorey. I'm just going to jump in before the episode starts. Um... Just to let you know, there was quite a few um, audio issues this week. Uh, you've heard me say this before in other episodes, but um, yeah, we had a lot of issues. I had to go ahead, go back and re-record all the clips and um, the edit. There was just a myriad of problems uh, I faced during the edit. So something went seriously wrong with this one. But uh, just for you guys, I gave up a lot of time this weekend and tried to fix it up as best I could. So you still got something this week. Uh, you may hear a few issues here and there throughout the episode, but hopefully I've done as best I can to still make it an enjoyable experience for you. So, just a heads up, um, that there are one or two little bits you might hear, interference or whatever throughout the show, but I've done my absolute best for you. Uh, enjoy it, it's a good one. On with the show. With the sleep I'm not getting, I'm not getting enough anyway. Oh no. Oh no, who's going to decide who and when a person's going to die? Right, go. So as you both already know, we're talking about cults. Mm -hmm. As voted for by the patrons. Mm -hmm. Thank you for voting. Um... I really wanted to get back into cults anyway, so... It was a um, really popular stone. choice on the patrons. Yeah. Uh, I completely forgot after the Manson episode about cults, and I'd already researched quite a bit. Yeah, that's what I remember. At the end of that episode, you were like, oh, I've researched loads more cults, and I'll get back around to it. So I've researched another cult. You didn't introduce the episode. Oh, yeah, you didn't say hello, you're listening to me. Oh, hello, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable with me, Adam Tish, with me as always, my co-hosts. Uh, this is Bob Shoy. Oh, this is Beef. Oh, hello guys, how's it going? <laughs> uh, we're talking about cults. Do you want me to edit that beginning so it sounds like you started with, you listen to Weird Tales and you just want me to leave it as you actually did it? <laughs> no, leave it like that. Yeah. yeah. It's too hard to, to change around. It I was going to do cults last time. And then you remembered it's Tiss's it's Tiss's bag. It's Tiss's bag. That's like Tiss turning up and being like today's episode, the Warrens. <laughs> He's only done you've only done one Colts episode, haven't you? Yeah, but yeah. he said on that episode that he was planning loads more. You, you remember how do you remember everything that we I said no, I know you edit it, don't you? It's my so job it's like, too. 
That's like when Beef did this competition about uh, the exact number of the episodes and we've got every single one right. Oh, we went to one, right? Huh? You got one, right? Yeah, yeah I right. fucking guess. Did you guys know I went to see Sana last weekend? Yes. Yes. How was yeah, it? Yeah, it was really good. I was so jealous. I saw him before you. Yeah. Yeah. So jealous. It was really good. He said on the heart, I saw him at uh, the heart of the interval and he was like, oh, are the other guys here? I said, no, no, this is in Wales and Beef's and newly become a father. Mm. And he was like, um, he was like, oh, I was hoping Tiss was here because I really wanted to get him up on stage because he gives like the best reactions. <laughs> no way! Oh my god! I'll definitely, if Sider's listening now, I'll definitely come to. I, I wanted to come to that one. It's just, yeah, the Wales thing happened, and I was so jealous. I saw the picture and was like, I missed it. Like, oh, I really oh, wanted to see it. Uh, right. Anyway, onto the onto the magic of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait for you to get going to <laughs> So today we're looking at first of all, uh, we're gonna I've got two cults that we're gonna look at today. Um one if we get time. The first one is gonna be a famous one. Mm-hmm. It's the Jonestown Massacre. Which we talked a little bit about. A little bit about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or awesome. a tiny bit about. Um we really delve into it too much. What do you know about Jonestown? What did we talk about with Jonestown? We talked about uh, the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. And we talked about... Um, didn't we we mainly talked about him, didn't we? Yeah, we talked a bit about him, and we played the one of like some of his speeches and stuff. Really? Mm. What episode was this? Serial Killers. <laughs> uh, he isn't a serial killer, though. Well, that was what well, we discussed on the show. Like, would you consider this serial killing and it was like the that part of the show was about that okay well it's got... like okay the, you're gonna flip the episode around now <laughs> I've got loads of uh, interviews with him and <laughs> no joking um, we, yeah. only, we only really looked at I think we listened to one of his um, speeches yeah yeah which was the one in the church towards the end wasn't it yeah right at the end and then there was one that was interviewing one of the congregation that's right people. so um, you remember yeah well that was my episode <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything ever so yeah, wow. Well. So this is going to be where he's like, okay, I'll try this video for you. So we we done this video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only get I only get material wrong, not not video. Nobody joins a cult. Nobody joins something they think is going to hurt them. You join a religious organization. You join a political movement, and you join with people that you really like. I think in everything that I tell you about Jim Jones, there's going to be a paradox. Having this vision to change the world, but having this whole undercurrent of his function that was underneath that vision. Some people see a great deal of God in my body. They see Christ in me, a hope of glory. He said, if you see me as your friend, I'll be your friend. As you see me as your father, I'll be your father. He said, if you see me as your God, I'll be your God. Jim Jones talked about going to the promised land. And then pretty soon we were seeing film footage of Jonestown. Rice, black-eyed peas, Kool-Aid. We all wanted to go. I wanted to go. People's Temple truly had the potential to be something big and powerful and great. And yet, for whatever reason, Jim took the other road. On the night of the 17th, it was still a vibrant community. I would never have imagined that 
24 hours later, they would all be dead. So we talked, one thing we talked about before, that yeah. I've just been thinking about, and we may, we may not have mentioned it before, but I hadn't really thought about uh, at the towards the beginning where she says that you, you don't, no one joins a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, you join. You only you only assign yourself to a community that you think is positive, yeah. affluent, um, become, like good it for you. A cult. It isn't like yeah. here's a cult come join. But it like it's interesting that you if you assign yourself to something so uh, with such commit um, commitment that you won't recognise that it, when it starts to kind of evolve into something a bit darker. Hmm. Um, that's really interesting, isn't it? That's hmm. really interesting to think you'd well, of course, that you'd never willingly put yourself in harm that's mental so yeah that's really interesting no one joins a cult it's just you yeah it depends on how it evolves it's like um as well when you hear him speaking on you heard him a little bit in that clip and when i think back to the clips we heard of him on that serial killers episode it really is like that it's weird how similar not his voices but just the way of speaking is to the clips we heard of um, Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah. And that it's like that cult leader way of mm. speaking, that mind control mm. way of speaking, what just lulls people in. Yeah, you do get, and it is a real. There's a real kind of preacher aspect to it. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's like sinister preacher. Yeah, sinister minister. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. I think that's from Peep Show. Yeah, it's yeah, it really is, and it's you. This is this is one thing I'm recognizing, and since. Obviously, because I go to church, you very, very quickly pick out biblical reference wheat from the chaff mm. in in pastors. You know, you you either recognise someone and you think, well, they're clearly not in it for themselves. This is something they believe in, and they're they're trying to lead people as best they can in this set of teachings. And then you do meet some pastors. You're like, God, yeah, you're only in this to try and build your own ego. Really, you get pastors like that. You do. I'm you sure do you meet, do. Like, I'm not like generally chatting to pastors. You do meet some people like that, and they they see themselves explicitly as the the reason the church is the church. Right. So, whereas um, I've been to many churches that you know it's full of people who are genuine and like just believe in you know it's not it's not necessarily like a they go to the church for the church. They go there because they feel like they belong to a part of a community. But you, you do have some pastors and you go and you're just like, yeah, you're here because he's there. Mm. If he goes, you go as well. And it, it really is. That's the difference, I think. We were talking about the difference between a cult and a religion last time, I think. Or we mentioned it, maybe not on that episode, but before. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is the difference. Oh, we difference. talked about it on Tissa's last episode. Oh, that's it. Yeah, with yeah. the Mansons. Yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as you start to assign what yourself more to an individual rather yeah, than yeah. the community, it's... Yeah, so it's really chilling. Tissy, the Jonestown. Um, what is the basic like A B C of like the storyline of the Jonestown massacre? Okay, so I'm trying to really quietly. Sorry, hang yeah. on. You have to We're munching on sweets. This is oh. really bad. Sorry, Sean. Let me get one of them. <laughs> so, so he started off um, preaching at church. He realised that preaching was a way that he could amass followers. Um, and his specific style was that he included people of all races. People would say that his preaching style was like more of a black church, mm-hmm. 
right. than like a traditional whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was always about socialism and racial equality, okay. which is what um, a lot of people didn't like back in those days because it was the days of racial inequality, mm-hmm. which yeah. is still present, but more <laughs> yeah, but felt. Even more so, yeah. Uh, even more so. And yeah, it just went from strength to strength. They started buying up massive buses and driving all round, um, you know, California, preaching everywhere, getting more and more followers. It was the, mainly the socialism. He'd taken people and they'd all put into the system and they'd all get out of it. They'd look after everyone. And it started off like a really good idea. Like most cults, because that's how people get dragged into it. Well, when you start talking about it like this, it sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the like the the mystery bus. Yeah, it was more like... It was like people being <laughs> offered... And because it was around What's the 70s. the mystery bus? Did I just make that That's Scooby-Doo. That's the mystery machine. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And it was... of the magic school bus. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, carry on. The, the bus, the magic school bus. So, and the funny thing is, it's got in common with Manson, is it was around the same time, the 70s, the hippie revolution. Mm. People were disillusioned with the government, so a lot of false prophets were trying to start their own communities and start their own perfect societies. And people were taken in by it because it was socialism and, you know, it seemed good. Mm. Um, well, it, it was the only way, really, that people... See, whereas now, if people want to campaign, the way people campaign has changed completely, isn't it? Mm. Whereas in the 70s, the only way to campaign is to act, do active, actively do something. And the thing is, they all wanted a change, but and they were also dissatisfied with the government and the way things were going. Yeah. Like these groups were offering what they're after. Like this is the sort of difference we want as like the yeah, big exactly. culture and it's yeah. not happening. So we have to make these offset groups. Mm. Um, and they started off in Indiana. That was it. Um, Jones began attending meetings and rallies of the communist party, USA, Indianapolis. So yeah, it was like communism, sort of socialism, that sort of thing that he was into, but also mm. the gospel. Quality for all. The ghetto gospel. Everyone's equal. Tupac Shakur and all that. Um, all animals are born equal. Yeah, some them. are more equal than others. Mm. Yeah, Animal Farm recommendation of the week. <laughs> Don't read it. Tupac yeah. recommendation. It's the outro music. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, he started the Rainbow Family, which was basically he started adopting like non-Caucasian children of all ancestry. He's the what, Brangelina of the Actually adopting them. Actually adopting How them. How many yeah. kids did he have then? Uh, let's have a look. Did he have real kids? He had real kids, didn't he? Mm. He, he had, had a son. son. Yeah, and he was there. His son yeah, wanted yeah, to get yeah. out, and his mum was like, you've got to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jones Jr.? Mm. No, that was an adopted son, but it might have been. I thought oh, he had right. a real son, and his son wanted out. Oh, maybe. I didn't know he adopted children. Yeah. Does it, do we know how many he adopted? <laughs> Tim Jones. What? A couple also adopted another son called Tim Jones. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Let's have a look. I didn't go into his kids. Children, seven. Seven children. Well, real, <laughs> real ones. Real or rubs. I don't know. I say they're all rubs. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he had loads of real kids. I bet he was shagging everyone. Those cult leaders just... Mm. Mm, 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 <laughs> everywhere. Oh, my God. That is great. Yeah, there was a little bit about... Here we go. Well, Manson had a few few wives, didn't he? Did I make that up? <laughs> Or like a few a few concubines lying around? Probably. On each person's level. He said, a lot of you people, you Christian people come in, you're so hung up on this Bible. He said, this black book has held out black people for the last 200 years. He said, but I'm going to show you this has no power. Whoa. 
need to feel guilty if you take too many luxuries like sleeping. A necessity. Like sleeping. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, sleep is necessary. I gave my, my rights up to him. Wow. Yeah. Her skin. Uh, not even any shoes on, you know. What's this about? You name it. Yeah, what is this? Everything they think of, they were saying, her body's almost red from embarrassment. And I noticed something. Jones was sitting, looking over his sunglasses, but he had a smile on his face. Like, he's really enjoying this woman being torn down. I'm trying to find the bit where he said about, um... There was a bit in here about bum sex. What was it about? About bum sex. What, he took it or he liked it? He was saying that he would... (laughs) I don't have to take it. I like it. That's getting cut, isn't it? Rubs. There we go. Found a bit about Pumsex. I had been in the temple for just a few months. I was sent backstage in Los Angeles to to get something for somebody. I don't remember what. And Jones happened to be coming out of his room. And he said, hi, Tim, how are you doing? How's it going? How do you like everything so far? And, oh, I like it a lot. And, you know, it's really cool. I don't remember exactly. And he reached up and kind of patted the back of my neck and he said, I'll fuck you in the ass if you want. Whoa, what? And I just kind of stammered, uh, no, you know, I, no. And he said, well, you know, if, if you ever want that, that's that's okay. You know, just let me know and we'll do that. Fair enough. Yeah, but I would understand. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause it. I would understand if he was like... I'll let you fuck me up the ass if you want. But he's like, hey, I'll fuck you up the ass if you want. Just let me know. I'll do it. Yeah. But wait a minute. So this guy, is this guy actually gay? No, no. So what would have provoked Jim Jones to just be like, hey, just laying my cards on the table? Well, this is weird tales and unexplainable. This is anything's game. But it is, it's like, it's just the bravado, isn't it? Yeah. But even if that's not something you want. I feel like if you say something with that much confidence... Or that, like, people get spellbound by it because they're not used to people being that assertive. It's like Negan, <laughs> isn't it? Right. He just, like, has this, like, aura, like, everyone does whatever he says. Negan. So it's like, you can it's guarantee, <laughs> you can guarantee that he he probably didn't really want to be involved in anal sex no, with another man. That's why he was like, um, no thanks. No. Are we still talking about Negan? Oh, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know about Negan. But um, How would you react? What if, if someone... Yeah, you join, like, this groovy gang. It sounds fun. In my mystery machine. Yeah, you jump out the mystery machine, he comes over and like, hey, just so you know, I'll fuck, I'll you, fuck you up the ass if you want it. I think I would first of all have to establish why he thought I would want that. Right. And if he says, oh, it was just, you know... Just an offer. Just, just saying. Just being polite. And say, uh, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. Just, just... Do you still stick with the cut, though? Do you still like the cut of his jib? I think I would... I don't want to go anywhere near his jib. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd go back to whoever I was with and be like, "Did he this thing you? just happen? Right? Would you? Is he? Is he ever offered anal sex? But like, he wants to do anal sex to you, not receive it. Then mm. if the person was like, "Oh, I just worry about it. that's Jim. That's Jim. He says wacky stuff." And I'd be like, oh, "Okay." If he asked me a couple of times though, I think I'd have to be like, mm. "Okay, then." <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. think I'd have to seriously consider like, rubber well, up. You know. Jim said that all of us were homosexuals. Everyone except, he was the only heterosexual on the planet. And that um, the women were all lesbians and the guys were all gay. And so anyone that showed any interest in sex was just compensating. What he explained to each of us and in sermons was that sexual 
relationships were very selfish and they took away from the focus of the church and that was to help others. Jim was not celibate. Nobody knew that until perhaps it was their time to find out. Until everyone had been banged. Uh, yeah, pause it, come on. No until... one knew he, was, he wasn't <laughs> celibate. And he's offering everyone to like... Yeah, <laughs> oh, on, no pause. one went around and said, can you, can you believe this? <laughs> until it was he's... their time. That's what yeah. she said. Because oh, right. that word must have got around. Even some of the girls must have started talking to each other. Has he offered you the... But that was men. Like, I've not heard any... Yeah, but he must have He must have gone think, through the women. Do you think he, he said the same thing to the women? If you want anal sex. If you want me to fuck up the arts, yeah. I wonder if that was like his thing. Maybe it was like his bucket list. Yeah, maybe that was like his sexual bucket list and that was the last thing he'd not done yet. And he's like, I just want to find any willing soul. Because I still haven't bloody done it. Yeah, oh, I really want to do that. Um, Yeah, that's like really manipulative and horrible. She said he felt like everyone on the planet was gay apart from him. And he was like... How does that even make sense? But she also said in the sermons as well, in his sermons... Um, like he would tell people that sex was selfish and it got in the way of the mission of the church, well, which sex, is to help sex, people. Sex can be selfish. Well, yeah, but it can also be lovely. Right. <laughs> Very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jim was not celibate. Nobody knew that until perhaps it was their time to find out what he spoke from the pulpit wasn't what he he did behind the scenes. I remember one night, um, one of the brothers had stood up and said, you know, I think everybody that wants father to screw him in the butt, you need to take a enema first. What? I'm telling you the truth, man. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. This really was like a thing for him. Ah. And then the question went on, well, how many of you in here have had him to do that? And it, whether they were lying or just following suit, hands of the men just went up around the room. And I'm sitting there petrified because I'm like, is this what it's leading to that I'm supposed to get to? And I'm thinking, hmm. But I played it off like, okay, I'm being cool. Okay, if that's where they at, that's not where I'm at. Because I'm thinking, I'm my wife, I'm happy with my wife. You know, what I'm saying with, with this sleep I'm not getting, I'm not getting enough anyway. So what? So he was. What? This is such a weird aspect of yeah. the Jonestown thing, which I knew nothing about. No, I didn't yeah. know anything about this kind of. Well, these guys. Anal. These guys all seem like straight. Though. I, I, yeah, I think. I think. Um, I think it was more. Just like a power thing. Or what? Yeah. I think it was like having sex with them. Imagine if, like, you know, like to them, it was like Jesus. But like if he holy... was, was, was he was Jim himself by. Was he just having sex with the men for power? Well, was he enjoying it? Undisclosed. In fact, I'll find out. I'll have a look online. It's, it's one thing that him and some of the women had, like, consensual sex. And him and some of the guys had the, consensual sex. But he was also fucking the straight guys who weren't up for it. In, um, in like, Old Testament times, right? Mm. Uh, older men would have sex with younger boys to show that they had dominance and power over them. Wow. And that they could do that, that if they wanted to. It's not in the Bible, but it's it's kind of, like, referred to, and that's why they talk about homosexuality. It's referred to in the Bible. Well, they talk about homosexuality, and that's what they're referring to, is, like, this is not right. 
this kind of like animalistic dominance and power, right, like trying okay. to govern yourself over someone else that's younger than you. Right, okay, using is, it as a power thing. Is wrong. So I wonder whether it was just like a cr- like crazy power trip. And also, if you were sleep deprived as well, yeah. it would take a while for you to try and put pieces together in your head. And like eventually you would go to someone and be like, I need to ask because I don't know if this is just because I'm so tired and I'm not sleeping. But have you been... Has he, you know... <laughs> offered, he's, he's doing a hand gesture, which you can imagine. Off, has he offered to do some anal? Hmm. Yeah. Which of these clips am I going to put at the front of the show? <laughs> well, this is a cool thing. Anal one this, of them. This thing says anything... <laughs> Good. Going back to the cult thing, it said anything that does not empower the people is a cult. Would you agree oh, with that? Yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense. That's, that's true. A good way to put if it. If you disempower the people, then that's a cult. Mm. But if you're empowering people, then that's a religion. That's the and that's this a is good. That's a yeah, that, that is a really good description. Yeah. There was there was one kind of like church event I went to, right? Mm. And there was this uh like pastor from America there. And I ended up leaving halfway through because I didn't like him so much. And what oh, he was doing. Past the bus. So he was praying for people off the stage. So he'd get off and pray for people and then keep preaching and whatever. Right. Um, and there was this uh, lady with Down syndrome, right? And she went up and he prayed for her. And then she went up again. And he went, no, go away. You've had your turn. Like that. And I looked to Rachel like, here we go. Because that is, that's wrong. He's like, he's like looking as if he's got all the power. Mm-hmm. And he's taking he's power away from other people. Power yeah, it was horrible. It was really oh, horrible to watch. Past the pigs. But that is really <laughs> so. Not not long after the formation of the wow. LA Church, Jim ran into a serious legal problem. He was arrested in the restroom of a late night movie theater where a lot of gay men hung out. Oh, I was joking, really. Yes. Apparently, he approached an undercover agent with an erect penis in a provocative way. <laughs> <laughs> you approach someone with, with an erect penis in a non-provocative way. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Morning wood. <laughs> um, this incident threatened to bring down the people, this people's temple, and those who knew about it teamed up to prepare for a possible backlash. Apparently, he started um, told people to invite people from the local homosexual church, so that if the backlash did Homose- come, homosexual church. church. What do you mean homosexual church? <laughs> it just says quest- uh, in quotations homosexual church. But Is men- it a church in LA, like a rainbow church. So Jim, I think so. Okay. So Jim needed homosexuals. He was determined to make needed, people's he temple. needed them. A more needed. openly homosexual church. It, it sounds like he is gay, or was gay. Yeah. And just, just couldn't ever... It sounds like... Well, first I was thinking it's a power thing. This seems like more than a power so thing. I think, it seems like a sexual repression thing. He's making out like he's in it for power, whereas, you know, he's gay. I think... Um, or bi, if he's shagging the women too. I think <laughs> one of the... Things that they were said earlier about, he said everyone's homosexual. Unless, oh, because that was making himself feel better. Because yeah. maybe he was actually gay and he was shagging the women for the power, but the men for the pleasure. I've not heard anything about him shagging women. It's true. Well, wow, really? I've only. Well, he's got kids though. Adopted kids though. Yeah, but yeah. I thought he had real kids as well. Oh, yeah, he probably, like, you know, did his duty in the bedroom. Yeah. His wife. <laughs> did his duty in the bedroom. Duty. But um, there's a lot of stuff here about. He'd use sex for power. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he said everyone else was homosexual apart from him. And then he'd... <laughs> apart from him. P.S. <laughs> you can't see a bit. But it'd, it'd help. Yes, if you ever want anal sex, I'll do it. 
But he'd I'm find he'd help them find their homosexuality. So he'd he'd help them realise that they are homosexual. That's by... mental. Oh my so he was God. saying everyone in the world is gay, so if you need me to help if you If you don't realise it yet, I'm gonna show you. Mm. You're gonna bloody love it. Yeah. yeah. He really was a ringleader. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stinger. <laughs> oh idol set. Jim Jones. Yeah. Things that Jim used to keep us. Wait, I'm not getting. I'm not getting enough anyway. Still complaining. <laughs> That's at the start of the episode. So the cult members. This is on uh, communication and how he kept them suppressed, basically. One of the powerful things that Jim used to keep us to not think was that we were never really allowed um, to speak with one another. I'd look around and I'd say, "Am I the only one that feels this way?" I learned eventually not to, um, not to say anything to anyone. We had a lady who visited us a week ago here and was speaking to one at the door and she was a member of a prominent church, a pastor's wife. And she said, I think that the poor should be made to control how many children they bring into the earth. Do you remember? Some leading scientists say, we have to have euthanasia. Oh no, oh no, who's gonna decide? who and when a person's going to die. We must never allow that because this is the kind of thing that ushers in the terror of a Hitler's Germany. We must not allow these kind of things to enter our consciousness. It's a little bit ironic considering what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. He speaks like a, a gospel church. Leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really does sound like... If, you, if I hadn't seen him already, I would think mm. he was black. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. just his voice and the way he delivers, like it sounds like a gospel church. Can I get an amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a yeah. Mm. yeah. He definitely lent into that style of um, preaching. Yeah, but did, did he ever give a reason why you weren't allowed to talk to each other? I suppose that like just the power. Yeah, I wondered. Again. I think it's just power. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would just be like you do what you are told to do. I think a lot of them said they wouldn't. They got into a pattern of not thinking for themselves because mm. Jim knew what to think, so they just do. God, that is really like creepy. It's like really, really. I think it's really easy to get into that pattern as well. Like, Mm. people do want to be told what to do. Yeah. I mean, people read the fucking sun for that reason. They don't want to... They don't have time to think... No, honestly, though. People don't have time to think for themselves. They they can't read articles. They read headlines. And then they console themselves with, okay, I know enough about the world today. And I'll put them... And I'll carry on my day. And then... Because loads of people I know just talk headlines because they can't think for themselves. They don't Mm. have too much energy. Too much, like oh, I don't know what to think because do you know I mean they just they just can't. They still like to spout their opinions, though, don't they? Oh, of course. So many times, I've heard people spout their opinion, and it'd be literally what I saw on a newspaper when I stopped to get like a headline. Yeah, day, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, like you haven't got an opinion. But like, oh, did you did you, did you hear about him doing this? It's like, did you read that from the headline? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you actually like, know anything more? Did about you read it? the article? Oh, yeah. Well, it just went on to say that yeah, he did this and that. Like, no, I didn't. But you know. So that is the guys you hang out with. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't hang out with them. <laughs> yeah, down the path. I hang out with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when he got all this power and completely controlled all these people, it's yeah. like he didn't know what to do with it. It's like, what can I do? Like, I'm already controlling the way they think. It's almost I'm like um, them however, the, however I want. It's almost like Dice Man. Like, what yeah. if I can get him to kill themselves? Yeah, it's like he had he had nothing. He ran out of ideas. Like, what else can I get him to do? Well, kill himself. Do you want to? Should we hear the story of the run up to the killing? Because the, the middle bit is just carrying on. Just yeah, business as usual. 
Um, Anal sex, business as usual. <laughs> they moved to Panama or Brazil, I think it was. Oh, yeah. To Jonestown. Yeah, yeah. They, they, wanted, they, wanted, yeah, they yeah. wanted to start. Yeah, okay. They set up Jonestown. That's mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and basically, no one could leave. And then, okay. So from here. So basically, Congressman Ryan, um, a congressman from the US, wanted to go and visit this place um, just to see what was happening. Reporters went there and. And this is what happened, basically. There's pictures of them on a beach as well, aren't they? All well happy in that. Literally, out of nowhere, the storm came blowing in. The sky turned black, the wind came up, and it just... Torrential rain. But what I personally felt was that evil itself blew into Jonestown. It was about 11.30 in the morning... Edith Parks walked up to Jackie Spear and said, I'm being held prisoner here. I want to go home. Now, do I both understand you to say that you both won Jonestown on this date, November 18, 1978? Yeah. Immediately, the, the whole vibe changed. I mean, you just reporters said, we got our story. You know, the story here is happening right now. Jim Jones came to talk to me. And the first thing he said was, don't say anything to the reporters. They're all liars. The last words I heard from Jim Jones was, I just want you to know that you can come back to Jonestown and visit your son anytime you want. Last night, someone came and passed me this note. He's the one that I'm just talking about. Yeah, this is the This, this is the man I want to leave his son here. Doesn't it concern you, though, that, that this man, for whatever reason, one of the people in your group, People play games, friend. They lie, they lie. What can I do about liars? Are you people going to leave us? I just beg you, please leave us. Bill, we won't bother nobody. Anybody wants to get out of here, can get out of here. We have no problem about getting out of here. They're coming here all the time. I don't know what kind of game. People like, like who, who, people like publicity. Some people do. I don't. But some people like publicity. But if it's so damn bad, why is he leaving his son here? Can you give me a good reason for that? When word got out that people were leaving, all hell broke out. You bring those kids back here! You bring them back! Don't you take my kids! More people wanted to leave. And then Jim Jones started to make pleas to people saying, you can't leave. You're my people. Why do you want to leave? Um, sorry, I just wanted to comment on that bit. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's almost like, um, it's almost like he really had something wrong with him. Mm. Like, not that I felt sorry for him, but part of me, you, you feel a little bit of pathos when he's like, please don't leave. It's like, he needed it. He needed. Something must have he happened felt in really his... empty without it. Something must have happened in his, sort of, uh, in his life leading up to it that... Mm governed how he behaved yeah. like he needed control like he needed it mm. and when he started losing control begging and then obviously mm. what he decided to do as like a final solution yeah yeah um but it's just so it's really chilling yeah it's really like you, you start it starts unraveling and you start almost like feeling feeling he's unraveling like with it mm. like he yeah, can't yeah. take it he's suddenly not in the control I think what it was is the reporters and the visit spurred everyone to go, right, this is our chance to... Yeah, no. The outside, do you know what I mean? If someone from the outside world comes in, it's like, I want to get out, I want to get out, can I come back with you? Like, mm. 
Um, and almost, yeah, from that point, it started to unravel from there. But that was, uh, that. surely that was the moment that the people who got out went, surely, because wasn't it shortly after that he was, like, going out his way to make sure people weren't leaving? He didn't want anyone to leave, yeah. He didn't want anyone to leave, yeah. Jones was in the pavilion. At one point, he said, well, of course you can go if you want. But clearly that was not the message. The message was, you are betraying me. I went and I spoke to the congressman in the pavilion. I told him, you are in extreme danger. You need to leave. And he said, you don't have anything to worry about. He says, you have the congressional shield of protection around you. And I just looked at him like he was totally insane. Congressman Ryan is directly across from me. And I saw this temple member walk up behind him and he was actually crying and shaking and all of a sudden he pulled out this knife and said all right motherfucker you're gonna die we all jumped on him and there were just screams of horror everywhere we heard this great uproar in the pavilion and the truck stopped shortly thereafter congressman ryan starts walking out in this blood-stained shirt those of us in the news media viewed Congressman Ryan as a form of protection, a shield of the United States. What happened there in those few moments made it clear that nobody was safe. This sounds like complete chaos. Mm. Like it suddenly went to chaos. Mm. What I want to know is when this happened, like the outside came in and people sort of saw their chance and tried to flee. And then he did all that, like, we well, can go if you want. But that was almost like a brainwashing thing in itself. Mm. How did he then convince people to go through with, like, the poisoning? Mm. How did, like, how... It's such a big jump. Well, there's a lot of them who were still indoctrinated. Like, there was a lot just of them. the diehards. Yeah, like, yeah. there was nothing that was going to shake them. Yeah. A good amount of people. I'll let you know the figure in a minute. But Do you know how many? I've probably heard it before, but... How many do you reckon? How many people? Well, that, that drank the Kool-Aid? Yeah. I think I know. What? Do you? I think I know, like, roughly. Go on, then. It, the thing is, I've got two figures in my head, and they're way apart. <laughs> like but, 20 in a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it was, like, 900 people. No. What do you think? I was going to say, like, 100, thinking that was a lot. Okay. Beef's right. 900. 900 people. <gasps> yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I remember. A um, oh little bit of God. trivia. Um, real or rubs. Uh, <laughs> this is the right time. It's real. real. Um, 900. Yeah, get your head around that. I can't. Get it's your loaf around that. flipped my wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's the... I had, to, I had to figure another figure. How many children do you think? If it's 900. It must have been... Yeah, I reckon it, I reckon at least two hundred. Ooh. Two hundred and eighty seven. Whoa. Nearly three hundred kids. Yeah. But the thing is they don't know what they're doing. They'd have had that would have they'd have had to they have, were killed. Yeah, their parents yeah. were yeah, they murdered them. They were they were murdered by the parents. Like and no the, kid is willingfully killing themselves. How many people survived? There's, the only, there's only a few, isn't there? There's what about like everyone only a handful. When it was all going shit up. I think that includes this number. How many? How many? What, everyone that left got out as well. Yeah, 
Well, I didn't even know there was 900 people in the cult to begin with, so hearing that many people died it was massive. bonkers to me. But there's got to be a lot of people that got away. How many do you reckon survived? 500. <sighs> 40. 33. Only 33? Mm. It wasn't that, much. The way they talk about it on there, it was like, oh, like, it all collapsed and everyone was like, getting the fuck out of there. I think there was only, I, I think it was like a snowball effect. It was like yeah. one person said, then another per, another couple said, and a, but all the kids of these people were, you know, indoctrinated to mm. fuck. Like, they were just like, nope, my parents are infidels. Or yeah, but it was, um, yeah, but with the collapse would have come in and like slowly eaten away at the whole infrastructure, wouldn't it? Because mm. it would be like, Eventually, it would be a friend, like a really good friend of yours. It'd be like, "Whoa, like why is he leaving?" You know, yeah. and you'd be like, "Okay," and then that would just create this doubt. Mm. And so, yeah, maybe that was his last, like, grasp attempt it's got at it. gaining control. Like, like, I'm going to lose these people, so I'm going to lose them on my own terms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa, nine hundred as well. Like nine hundred people, and he drank it himself, did he? Well, or did he put like the real juice in his cup? Like, come on then, guys, find out. A nice bit of Ribena. Yeah, actual Kool Aid, nothing, no additives. <laughs> Ribena's full of sugar in it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So it's it's got more sugar than Coke. Really, Ribena it's has delicious, yeah. though, isn't it? Oh, it's great. There's <laughs> it's nothing so like nice. it. There's nothing like a carton of right. If you get the squash, it's not never the same. A carton of Ribena is so good. Yeah, you know what else is nice? Strawberry Ribena. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's that. so good. Oh, I don't like strawberry flavored oh. things, apart from strawberry laces. <laughs> yeah. I don't like strawberry yogurts, no. strawberry milkshakes, stuff like that. But oh, strawberry ribena. It's the tits, isn't it? I want me one Oh, mate, you've had got that. to do it. If you see a carton of strawberry ribena, jump on that shit. <laughs> sponsored. <laughs> strawberry ribena. Yeah, well, can we get sponsored by strawberry ribena? Um, what flavour Kool-Aid do you think it was? Strawberry. No. It was like cherry or something, wasn't it? Coke, uh, cola, cola, flavor aid. Oh wait, what is flavor aid? Oh, okay, sorry. This drinking Kool Aid. Yeah, I guess it doesn't have the flavor. What is in Kool Aid? If we sound ignorant about Kool Aid, Americans, we don't have Kool Aid in England. Yeah, but Kool Aid is a powder, isn't it? Yeah, and you put it in and mix it in with the water. What? And it makes a fizzy drink, or is it not fizzy? It's I don't think it's fizzy. I think it's just. Oh, it sounds flat. gross. Is Kool Aid nice? So, American I, listeners, let us know about Kool Aid. I really want to know about it because they I don't, don't want to look it up. They don't have like you know how we have squash. Mm. No, I I haven't found any other countries that do just squash like we really? do. Really? Yeah, you, have, you buy like little packets. Stand, that's like the standard. You can drink. get like right be you get the the same makes. They just do powdered stuff. Really? And you tip it in and mix it up. And it oh, makes wow. a, I yeah. Know, don't like the sound of that. When I was in Africa, they did these like. Orange, orange ones, and they were rank. <laughs> but it was Africa, so you know, what do you expect? Hey, this is Bob Shoy. I'm just going to jump in here uh, to give you a little bit more information on the Kool Aid because um, we were trying to move on with the show when we recorded. Um, but I do actually have the flavour and a bit more information. So I found uh, this answer on Quora.com and I put it on the blog. Uh, but someone wrote, um, someone wrote that they drank grape flavor, uh, flavor aid, which is, you hear our confusion on the show. Um, Americans know this. English people, maybe not, and overseas, maybe not. Kool Aid is a brand, 
uh, a powdered flavoured drink. Flavorade is a competitor, and so they drank grape-flavoured Flavorade laced with cyanide. And it is possible that there was also Kool-Aid involved because of the huge number of people, and a lot of uh, beverage would have been needed. Um, and Kool-Aid and Flavorade were both known to have been kept on hand in Jonestown. So there you go. Grape Flavorade. Grape Flavorade is the answer. Anyway, back to the show. Did you know um, also earlier, before the actual killing, he actually gave everyone this punch? What, in the face? And, <laughs> and every, everyone drunk it, and then over the tannoy he said that had poison in it, and everyone was going nuts, and he mm. said that that was just uh, a trust exercise. Was it then laughing? And then, how did everyone react though when he was like? Everyone was just like shaking. So that was was apparently a trust exercise to see if people were. That was like a fake. That was a fake. A fake poisoning, yeah. So he didn't poison them then. No. So when when he he came around again, he was like, "Take this punch." Well, no, I think this one was like he told him. He told him it was yeah. He said this was like he was like. Remember when you took it and you didn't know? Yeah. If that had been real, you'd have been dead. So it's that easy. It was more like. If you can't find peace in this life, we'll find peace in the next. And he was saying that everyone. But they were. Find. This is what. This is what I don't get. Like, that's how brainwashed they were. But they, is but, that they went to Panama to create their own paradise, their own heaven, away from civilization. So, what religion? Was he that? had no peace at all. He was what trying religion to, was it? Christianity, or was he just making? Well, his it would have started off as. I think Christianity, yeah. It was Christianity with a... It was his own. With isn't a, a isn't suicide of... a sin? And Christianity, like, you don't go to heaven if you kill yourself. Mm, no. Is... No. Mm. Yeah, but I think... Is it... I could be wrong, but I think it's the same for um, Islam as well. It was only um, Assad that promoted the use of killing, uh, suicide killing, as a, as a weapon. Mm. Weaponizing people, but uh, in the actual faith of Islam, it's a, it's a, it's you. If you commit suicide, it's. it's Doesn't not... it just that you go to purgatory or some shit? I think so. I, I. This is something I don't, I don't really know too much about. I, some people would like some Christians would say, yes, without a shadow of a doubt, you end up because you're taking the gift of life that you are granted. But then other people who are probably a bit more liberal, like myself, would be like, yeah, but look at every individual. Like, what if you were wrongfully imprisoned in, like, Hong Kong and you were innocent and you knew that was your life now? Like, mm. I don't know, you've got to look at yeah, every... Do you hate... Well, euthanasia. When in a situation like that... Euthanasia could be suicide. When in a situation like that, as a religious person, mm. do you hate when people are like, um, oh, God's got a plan for us all. There's a reason I'm here. And it's like they're literally in, like, a pit. Well, what do you mean? Like, if someone's like, saying, answer. yeah, like they like you say, some horrible like Hong Kong prison, and it's like I'd rather be dead, but they keep on living because they're like, hey, this is God's plan. I find that like a real get out clause of like, no, this is shit. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's. I guess it's them just trying to make the best of <laughs> a situation with an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I don't think because I know you're fond of the expression "God works in mysterious oh, ways." Oh, I'm really not. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> no, the I think there are people in in the Bible who ended up in prison for like thirty years and then and they stuck it out. You know, went came out the other side and mm. cracked on with whatever it was they felt. Did anyone no, in the Bible commit so. suicide? 
yeah, Judas. Did he? I was fucking. I was going to say Judas because he was such did. a. The Judas. To Jesus. Jesus, Jesus killed all them um, pigs. Do you know what Judas did? Not once did he frame. Not twice. Thrice. Yeah. What did he do? He betrayed Jesus. Oh, That's right. Peter. No. Peter betrayed Jesus three times. Yeah. What about Judas? Judas was the one who dobbed him, him, him in. And then he lied to him three times. So Judas... Was Judas, Jesus like, have you dobbed me in? And he was like, no. Nah. Yeah. No, they because they were sat around... Like, So that's what the Last Supper is. So the yeah, Last Supper is they were sat around... The disciples were sat around him. Yeah, Mary Magdalene. And he's himself. breaking bread and stuff. And Jesus is like, one of you is going to betray me. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, I hope it's not me. Like, like talking around. And uh, and he said he said basically said there'll be one there's one person sat around this table who will not can't call me can't call me Lord right will not recognise oh, me as Lord you know, of their life he was calling their bluff um, and then Judas like got up and left um, oh he turned to Judas and said do what you have to do mm-hmm. and then Judas went off with uh, went off to the Romans and he's like oh, Jesus guy I know where he is going go and arrest him oh. and he got so his Judas kind of led him to do it. Jesus, Jesus let him to do it. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, one of you is going to betray me. Go and do it." Yeah, because Jesus like, was like, like "Sweet." Yeah, exactly. But it's like if he even <laughs> says, <the> that, <laughs> slides out the door. <laughs> did he get a ransom for that, or did 30, he feel shit? What Judas got thirty pieces of silver. That good. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 didn't, he didn't. Th- <laughs> 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 he didn't think it was that good because he went and killed himself afterwards. I think he felt bad. I've actually got an idea for like a spiritual episode okay. that I really want to do. I've never done. I've never done a conspiracy, and I've never done like a spiritual episode. Conspiritual. And you guys have both done both of those things. Yeah. Um. So I've actually got an idea for a conspiracy episode I want to do, and a spiritual episode I want to do. What are they? But I'm going to be putting it to the vote. Oh, hello. Amongst yeah. like other things, I've I'm going to sign so up many to ideas to vote. for episodes I want to do, and I really want to do all of them. That's why I'm just going to be like choose. I want to vote. Patrons. I want to vote on that. You better become a patron then. I'll f- I might. Will you? Will I know what it is? Will Will you? <laughs> I might. You'll know on the day if it gets chosen by the. I'll patrons. try and influence the patrons. Your me? one, by the way, was between um, spiritual conspiracy and cults, and cults one. Yeah, I do, I do love the cults. Although I'm still, even the one that I've, we're probably going to stay on Jonestown this whole episode. I'm still dubious about the other cult. Oh, is it the Japanese? Because they're still at large. Good. They're. What if we get? What if someone from that cult comes and kills us? They won't. From Japan. But what if they did? From Japan. No, no, because they're not in Japan anymore. It's in Russia. It's moved to Europe. From Russia. And it's still going. Russia's a long. It's not really Europe. No, but if you fucking. You have to get through the whole of Europe to get to us. They're not going to be like, right, we're tails. Yeah, they've, like. probably, they've probably got followers in the UK. Just be like, yo, prove you're worthy, go and kill these three people. So there's a cult running right now and there's people, members of it in the UK? Maybe. I didn't check whether they were in the UK, but freedom of movement. They could come in any time they want. And they've got a lot of money. Can I join? You can. You have to give up all your wealth. That's why we got so much money. That's easy. I haven't got very much. I'm halfway there. You won't get in. You can't eBay your stuff beforehand. I've got a kid. I've got no money anymore. Um, Yeah, Jonestown is a good. You got all the wealth in the world. Where were we before we went off track? Um, The punch. Punch. Yeah, he fake punched them. There's one thing that really grabbed me from the very beginning that he said, which was that he like I guess I guess he goes into it in the documentary. He says about that the Bible. what was it he said about oh, it been racial... Put, it had been um, holding black... It had been holding black, black, black people, people for, years, for hundreds of years. years. 
Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. I think he said that. To try and just con. Yeah. Yeah. Just say anything, innit? Mm. Should we continue on with a little bit more of the ghetto gospel? So what are we at? We're up to Congressman Ryan being um, stabbed, kind of. Oh, we're going back Survived. to time. No, no. This is the the lead up to the uh, death. Right, okay. I went back to my cottage. All I wanted to do was see my wife and my son. Gloria and I were laid down on the cottage, and we just held each other. And I said, you know, I think we may all die. And she said... She kind of looked at me, and then she looked down at our son who was playing on the floor with the toy, and she said, you're scaring him. I had literally opened my mouth to say, we need to leave. When there was an announcement on the loudspeaker, everybody report to the pavilion for a meeting. We drove back to the to Astor Port Katuma. This is as they're leaving the complex. All of a sudden, we saw a dump truck from far away arriving to this airstrip. We realized these people catch up from the people from Jim Jones. They're very close lieutenant to uh, Jim Jones. These three guys, they get off the truck, walk around this area, as though they were looking for somebody. They're looking at people's faces. They stare at us for a little bit, but they didn't say one word, didn't ask anything. Right away, they walk back to the truck. They drove this truck all the way across the run, the uh, airstrip and stopped on this side of the plane. So literally, they cut us off from the jungle. We never know there's people hidden inside the dump truck. The moment they stopped, they stopped shooting right away. Everybody ran towards the plane, on this side of the plane. They tried to hide underneath the wheels. And the congressman ran under the plane, and I sort of followed suit and got behind one of the tires. All you can hear is a gun pop, 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 goes off constantly. We lie flat on the target at that moment. But shortly afterwards, I heard my partner, the cameraman, he yelled, oh shit, he said he got, he got shot. He was sitting up. There were people tumbling and yelling and letting out cries as they were hit. I was hit in my arm and wrist. I felt a tremendous explosion right next to my head. I got a tremendous pain ran through my arm and on my shoulder. I was literally shaking, but I didn't move. I took the pain and hold still. I was lying on my side, pretending that I was dead with my head down and They came and you know, shot me at point blank, point blank range. I remember someone coming to me and telling me that Congressman Ryan was dead. But I was at a point where I didn't know how much more time I was going to be alive. So, well, this this is what I was talking about. This sounds, this is what I said before, but this sounds like absolute chaos. Yeah, yeah. So how didn't more people leave? Well, this is at the point. So everyone, these reporters and that left, having nearly been stabbed. Congressman Ryan starts leaving. So he says, all right, we're going. They get back to the airstrip, which is away from Jonestown. Mm -hmm. And that's when the dump truck turns up and starts shooting everyone. Basically, they wanted to kill uh, Congressman Ryan. Yeah, but why at this point, why didn't the 
Yeah, but so many other people be like, oh, I'm out of here. Because yeah, like, they're this is so brainwashed. Really, that's just well, what it is. You'd like, have to be. They're so brainwashed by mm-hmm. this one. But, like that guy who was like, we've got to leave, he still went back to his cabin, still with his, you know what I mean? Like, he survived, but he was so still so brainwashed that he went back to his cabin when you'd just be like, I'm just going with these reporters. Oh, can you imagine that's being nice. that brainwashed? Yeah. Going back to your cabin, like, to your house, and then going, maybe we should leave. Like, that's fucking stupid uh, and then they called the meeting so yeah so congressman ryan's dead and they've called a meeting we walked up to the pavilion together with everybody else it was very quiet it was very somber it was very sad but it wasn't a death march the congressman's dead he said well we gotta go we gotta get out of here we gotta we gotta go to sleep Get the solution together. If we can't live and do let's die. Maria Katsaris walked up to him and whispered in his ear, and he looked at her and said, is there any way to make it taste less bitter? Uh, and she said, no, no, apparently not. And he said, is it quick? And she said, yeah, it's supposed to be quick. On the last day of Jonestown, Christine Miller stood up and said, I don't want to die here. Why are we going to throw all this away? We've worked too hard. She's calling Jim Jones on some of the things that he has promised them that they were going to do. Jim had promised that as an alternative to them dying in Jonestown, that they could go to the Soviet Union. I'm I'm listening to you. You asked me about Russia. Am I not making a call to Russia? What more do you suggest? Eventually, the the rhetoric ratchets up enough that she is shouted down. It's when I noticed that there were armed guards that kind of taking positions up around the pavilion. I'm thinking, where did all these fucking guns come from? Jones came down off the podium and he said, hey, we got to do this. We got we, we to gotta go. That If we don't go this way, we're going to go like this. And they were coming, taking like newborn babies out of the mother's arms. Mother, 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 please. Mother, please, please, please. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. There was a young kid, his name was Thurman. When he came inside, he bumped into me. At that same time, he's falling to the ground and he's going into convulsion. Is he killing babies in this as well? Yeah. Kids, babies. How is he killing them? By, by the Kool-Aid. But I, I believe it was cyanide, maybe. But how has he got this much poison for 900 people? Yeah, that must have been an awful lot. Yeah. It's an awful lot. An awful lot. Where did you get all that from? Where did Where'd you get the guns from? from? Well, he has 900 guns. What is poison? It certainly kills you. Like, yeah, but what's what is poison? Yeah, where would you go? Where would you buy? Where would you get Bleach? your hands on? But a lot of anything can be considered poison if it's going to kill you, can't it? Like, it's like, yeah, it's like it's bleach like could be cyanide. considered poison. Ribena. Yeah. Too much Ribena would probably kill you. To be fair, like, Coca-Cola's poison. It's just a slower. Is it? Slower poison. Are you being, like, philosophical? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, Time, right. Time's a bit of a poison. That's, yeah. that's a bit philosophical. That is, um, that is really terrifying. 
Like that moment where he was like, right, this is it. So I think what it was is he, yeah, he basically, uh, the wheels fell off. He thought, fuck it, we'll kill the congressman. He must have had this contingency, though. He's like, if it all goes to shit, I've got all this poison in the shed. Yeah, of course. That's, and that's and all these armed guards. To think of that, to even think, yeah. like, right, I better get that just in case. And all the armed, gu- armed guards that come out of nowhere, they must have not known about the armed guards. Yeah. He must have been raising a, a, a different side to control the people if they did get out of line. Mm. But they were so brainwashed that they stuck to the script for, for that long. That is insane, isn't it? I can't imagine being that brainwashed because I can't... But you wouldn't even know you were that brainwashed. No, I know, you but you... But all your life is, is for the last few years, is this church. So all you can think of is like, mm. you know, what yeah, no, life no. have I got apart from this? Mm. What would happen? But that's what I mean. I can't imagine... I'd have to like, go back to... Following an individual like that. So, yeah, I just... I don't know. I can't imagine doing that without any question. Mm. That would be terrifying when he started like killing kids. Mm. Could you imagine being there and just be like, "What would you do if you were in that moment and well, you, I, I you guess could see him poisoning?" I children? guess you know it's coming. Like, you'd, you would you just accept it, or would you be like, "Well, I would screw this." I'm but these off. people, like, obviously, if we're all gonna die, the kids are included in that as well. Like, it's yeah. you wouldn't. I don't. Obviously, you'd be shocked, but I think they're like, "Well, yeah, of course." I grabbed the kid from his shoulders up in that process of taking him out of the pavilion, this kid died in my arms. I mean, I, I mean, I just, I just felt the life go out of it. To me, I, at that point, I knew that this shit was real. Die with respect, die with a degree of dignity. There's nothing to do, it's just stepping over in another plane. Don't, don't be this way. I ain't never used the term suicide, and I'm not going to never use the term suicide, that that man killed who's killing us. As I walked up to the back of the pavilion, I saw a woman named Rosie on the ground, crying, holding her dead baby. There were maybe eight or nine other people who were dying or in the process of dying. Inside, I just wanted things to stop. Please, just let me catch my breath. Let me figure out. What's happening here? I looked to my right, then I saw my wife with our son in her arms and poison being injected into his mouth. My son was dead and he was frothing at the mouth. You know, cyanide makes people froth at the mouth. My wife died in my arms and my dead baby son was in her arms and I held her and said, I love you, I love you, because that's all I could say. It was like... She died in my arms, man. That's really chilling. Pretty grim, isn't it? That's yeah, horrific. It's like when 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 you goes back to the storm when they arrived mm. and the guy said oh I just that felt like evil coming in mm. that feels to me like, j- like that kind of evil where it's just like chaotic mm. and little picture there of uh <laughs> sounds awful holy crap fuck all those people on the floor yeah fuck 900 what do they do with all them bodies what did they do with it? I don't want to fuck knows that's so. That's such an enormous amount of people. Such a bummer. Like, I mean, such a downer. Like, end of the episode. 
<laughs> see, see you in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You voted for it. Um, you asked for it. What happened to the Reverend Jim Jones? Well, he didn't kill himself, I guess. Jones died on November 28th, 1978. He was found dead on a deck chair with a gunshot wound to his head. Shot himself. That the Guyanese coroner Cyril Mutu stated was consistent with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Mm. However, Jones's son, Stephen, believes his father may have directed someone else to shoot him. An autopsy of Jones's body also showed levels of the barbiturate pentobarbital, which may have been lethal to humans who have not, deser- have not developed uh, physiological tolerance. Mm. And that is... It says... No, nah, fuck no, I don't know what it is. God, that is terrible, isn't it? That's like so he shot he's all ego. Even if like, he, he couldn't even to do, do that himself. Yeah, yeah, he still killed himself. Oh, it's to do with euthanasia, the, the drug. Um, they use it in Dignitas, which is like a place in Switzerland. Wow. Cheery. Yeah. Jonestown. I thought that this would take up the whole episode, but I wasn't sure. It's just so much to get your head around, and it's so... It's a different it's angle, It's so it? unbelievable that so many people followed him. Mm. Like if you must really, really hate your current circumstances to be like, like obviously people move away all the time. You're doing it within the next few years, but like not just moving away, but yeah, following an individual. So, but the way the way that I see it is, it started off as this amazing community movement. They went from strength to strength. Everyone was loving it. Everyone was getting everyone in on it. There was dodgy stuff happening, but what's that dodgy stuff? You know, we live in a society where dodgy stuff happens. We still live in it. Mm -hmm. And then they moved to Brazil, and that's where he had them, I think. Had them in this place, and that's where the mask slipped. And at that point, it's like you're far away from your home, you followed this cause for so long. Everyone you know who's there as well is like, you're basically the only people you know in your life. Uh, you've not been able to speak to anyone for so long about yeah. your real feelings. You don't even know what feelings are anymore or whether, you know, they're so messed up in the head that once it gets to that point, it's not even a case. It's like death probably it's like some of them probably like yeah fine we'll just kill ourselves because Mm. going back to a life they don't even know what life is without jim jones and without this community and without all this stuff and that's it they build they build up this reality that you live in and then they say well you can either go back to your old shitty reality or you can stay in this one and do what i say and that's where the control happens i think like the conservatives at the moment you know (laughs) (laughs) wow Good way to end. Good way to end. Thanks, Tissy. That was um, really good. It's all right. As you say, it was fun, but it wasn't. It wasn't fun. fun no, yeah. Depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Nine hundred people killing themselves. Thirty-three people surviving it. Yeah. Only thirty-three. I love okay. it. His episode is halfway out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not halfway out. The door. <laughs> okay, um, so you done then? Yeah. Um, I can do the outro stuff on my own because it's getting on. But I will say, listener of the week this week. Is it me? Listener of the week. Um, I want to give it to Listener of the Fortnite Well yeah I want to give it to A guy called Duncan Elliot He emailed me A little while ago Saying like He, just, he discovered the show And he enjoyed it And then He Messaged again A couple of days ago To say you know He quite The whole back catalogue And he really enjoys the show He gave us a very generous donation 
He went and reviewed us on iTunes. He sent a really nice email. He really loved the um, Sanity episode and thought uh, it was really good how open we were on it and uh, basically just said some really nice stuff. Um, so listener of the week, Duncan Elliott, we really appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. Thanks, um, Duncan. And also all the listeners that have been showing us love over the last few months, which yeah. has been, for me, like a daily basis. I'm getting, we're all getting messages. Just nice messages, yeah. Not even like, just just interactions, mm. yeah. people. I got, I, it genuinely yeah. makes me laugh out loud. Like, I got a yeah. message to that work, had a really shitty day at work today, but then I someone had sent me a message on Facebook, which was just a picture of Harry from Harry the Henderson's, like, pouting. Yeah, and yeah. that made me laugh. Huh. Yeah. Allowed. Like, that was really funny. It's like an extended uh, sort of family where there's yeah. all inside jokes yeah, yeah. and there's this com- communication. Yeah, a lot of good people. Also, not listener of the week, Anthony Anderson. Okay. He asked me uh, today... Yeah, thanks for the beers, though. Yeah, thanks for the beers. But he asked me today, why is our intro music... Lavender Town Time. Ah, yeah. If you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the episodes that Lavender Town Time was discussed on episode four... Uh, you don't get to be listener of the week. Sorry, mm-hmm. Anthony, you're not listener of the week. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna overrule that. Wait a minute, Tiss. I'm gonna overrule that. Actually, we're in the same boat. I don't know. He knows nothing. I don't know what any of the episode numbers are, or uh, what Bob just said. Even I've already forgotten. So, listener of the week, Anthony Anderson. No. What else did he do? He gave us beers, though. Yeah, no. And every week I say he's not listener of the week. Okay. So he's like not listener of the week forever. Ah, oh, excellent. <laughs> Amazing. What's your sign off? Um, cyanide. See ya. Nide. Cyanide, you later. Cy- see ya. Cy- one. Culture on the flippity flip. Bad, isn't it? Oh, come on. That was better than cyanide. Cyanide. Jones. Cyanide. Jones, you don't you. Jones, you wish you had. Jones, you want me, baby. Jones, don't you wish. Jones, you want me. Wow. Um, my sign off is. Mind how you go. To anyone um, that's upset about the election result, uh, just just stick together. That's going in rubs. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Bye, Tess. Tess. Awesome. Cool. That's good as well. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to record the outro shit when I edit. Yeah, I don't know when, but... No. See you later, dude. Okay, so the outro stuff. Um, if you want to go on the website, weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com, you can find um, all sorts of interesting links related to each episode. There's a blog post for every episode. Uh, and on there, you can find links to our Twitters, Facebooks, uh, Patreons. You can There's a donate button if you just want to chip in some some support. And if you do want to support, you can go on patreon.com slash the unexplainable. We're adding some more stuff to that all the time. Uh, at the moment, we've got if you donate as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, have your say in like what episodes we do. Like this one, Tiss didn't know what he wanted to do. So he chucked up some options on there. People voted on more cults. And my next episode is actually going to be put to a vote as well because I've got quite a few ones I want to do, can't decide, put it to the listeners. So that's that. And if you pay $2 and up a month, you can get access to Rubs, which is a mini podcast. Uh, It's basically when I edit the show, we record for about two hours. There's always a lot left on the cutting room floor uh, and all that off-topic shit that normally just gets deleted 
actually goes into a mini pod called Rubs, which you get um, if you donate $2 and up a month on Patreon. So the first episode went up uh, after our Bridgewater episodes. They're normally about 15. They're going to be about 15 to 20 minutes long each, I expect. So yeah, um, get Rubs. We're also looking into doing some other stuff. We're going to be putting some video on there, perhaps, at a certain tier, and also um, music at a certain tier. Sometimes on the outros, um, sometimes you we use silly music on the outros, you always hear them, a song you might know. But sometimes um, the outro music's actually written by me or Tiss, or me and Tiss together. Um, and we're going to start making those little nonsense songs we put together available for patrons as well at some point. In fact, um, I think I might be using one of my songs at the end of this episode, so that one will be available at some point on the Patreon. Um, people asked about the Weird Tales Twitter. There isn't a Weird Tales Twitter, uh, but basically my Twitter is the Weird Tales Twitter. I'm always tweeting the updates as I'm editing and putting the shows together, and 90% of my tweets are about the show. So if you want a Weird Tales Twitter, it's at Bob Shoy, at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. My sign-off is... Mind how you go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.